A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Am I the Jerk Here video. Today we've got a lot of hard-hitting questions, and our first story of the day is from throwaway 37463782. Am I the jerk for refusing to pay for my gay son's tuition after he came out to his family? I'm 40-year-old female, my son, 19-year-old male, came out to my husband, 40-year-old male, and I when he was 14 years old. My husband and I are both atheists and support the LGBTQ community, and we're both proud of our son for coming out. However, my husband's mother is a devout Catholic and is extremely intolerant of gay people. She's wealthy, and my children were told from a young age their college would be paid for as long as they attended a private Christian or Catholic school. She believes this will keep them from partying, having premarital sex, etc. I don't agree with this, and have argued that my children getting the best education possible, regardless of the school's religious affiliation, should be her top priority. But she refuses to change her mind. My son chose a Christian college one state over to attend. He graduated with a lot of college credit from taking many AP classes in high school and will be done in three years opposed to four. He's currently just began year two, which has already been paid for. During Labor Day weekend, he came home to celebrate his grandma's birthday. He told one of his cousins that he was talking to a boy at his college and thought he could trust him. He seemed supportive according to my son, but he told his mom and dad, and my husband's sister and her husband are just as religious as my mother-in-law, and outed my son to her. She is livid and called me and informed me that she will not be making any future payments towards his tuition, and told me to relay the message to him as she will no longer be speaking to him. I've told him many times not to come out to his grandma, cousins, aunt or uncle until he was through with college. I hate that he can't be himself, but my husband and I can't afford his college. I don't like my mother-in-law and will be going no contact once my other two children, 15-year-old female and 13-year-old male, get their chance to have their tuition paid for as well. My son's okay with me waiting to do so for the sake of his siblings. He'll unfortunately have to take out student loans and eat the cost of his final year. My son's obviously devastated that he both will not have his final year of college paid for next year and that his cousin's not someone he can trust. He now wants me and my husband to foot the bill next year. We have $25,000 saved up currently that we plan on using for much needed kitchen renovations. Our oven barely works, our dishwasher doesn't work at all, and the kitchen itself is worn down and outdated. My son's calling me a jerk for prioritizing a remodel over his education. We've explained to him our kitchen's falling apart and it's much needed and is nowhere near the cost of his tuition. So even if we postponed it, we would still be short as his private school is very expensive. I feel like he's an adult and he needs to be the one to deal with the consequences, not us. Am I the jerk for not using our family savings to cover his remaining tuition? I don't think OP's the jerk here for not paying for the college tuition, but they are a jerk for saying that this is all OP's fault and they have to deal with the consequences of their actions, you know, just being themselves. Does anybody else find it extremely uncomfortable the way OP's written this almost like accusatory of their kid? 
in a way that's almost like, well, they went and did it now. They had to go and open their mouth. Therefore, they got to deal with all this stuff. Am I the jerk for that? Is that off-putting to any of you guys as well? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Agreeable Effect 7090. Am I the jerk for telling my niece her dog is not comparable to my child? I lost my 15-year-old daughter in a car accident last year. I've not been able to clean her room or go in it, so it's the same as it was when she was alive. My husband doesn't go in there either, and we keep the door closed. I don't go anywhere except work anymore, and while I'm in therapy, it isn't helping very much. My niece is 17 and has always been extremely empathetic to animals, but unempathetic to other people. Her dog passed away two years ago, and she was very torn up for months, but has completely moved on now. Last week, she came to stay with us for the night, and my husband made her a bed on the couch. She asked why she couldn't sleep in the guest room, and I told her, confused, we don't have one. We live in a two-bedroom house. Niece said that she thought our daughter's room was the guest room now. I explained that we haven't been able to change anything yet, and she rolled her eyes and said it was a year ago and we need to move on. When I started crying, she tried to apologize and, I think in an attempt to relate, said she had taken the loss of her dog very hard but got over it within a year, and I screamed that my child wasn't a dog. My husband came in to moderate and ended up telling my niece to go home, called an Uber for her. I haven't spoken to her since, but my sister reached out and said I was being unreasonable and had made niece feel like a monster. I didn't mean to upset my niece, but I felt that she was completely out of line. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here, and the thing to keep in mind is OP's still grieving pretty heavily. This wasn't about trying to make anybody out to be some kind of monster. OP wasn't trying to do like any name calling or anything, it was just a flare up and a moment of grief. My condolences to OP and I wish them the best going forward. Our next story is from PurpleBand7937. Am I the jerk for getting my neighbor's car towed? I, female 30, recently inherited a terraced house off my late child-free aunt. With the housing market being what it is, I've decided to move into the house permanently for the foreseeable future. It's a lovely house in a nice area, so, you know, why not? It has a driveway, which is pretty neat, but there's one problem. One of the neighbors, female 35, keeps parking in the driveway. I talked to her politely about it, and she explained that my aunt used to let her park in the driveway because my aunt didn't have a car, whereas she and her husband have a car each, and their driveway can only fit one car. I don't drive either, but the reason I don't want her parking there is that I'm disabled and use crutches to get around. When the neighbor parks in the driveway, the space around her car is quite narrow, which makes it very difficult for me to get to my own front door and puts me at a risk of injury. I tried to explain this to the neighbor and asked her if she could please find somewhere else to park her car. She seemed to understand but didn't promise anything. Well, she kept parking in the driveway. I talked to her again and she said she can't park elsewhere because it would be too far to walk to their house and said she has three young children who frequently travel in her car. I got kind of annoyed because I felt like she just didn't want to change her habits, but I'm a bit shy and not good at confrontation, and just told her I hope she can figure something out that doesn't involve parking in my driveway. Well, a few days ago when I was coming home from work, she had parked her car in my driveway again. This time her car was parked really forward and super close to my front door, making it pretty much impossible for me to get into my own house. Even an able-bodied person wouldn't be able to get in, 
There was no space to even open the front door. It opens outwards. Here's what probably makes me a jerk. I was really angry and tired of the situation, so without trying to talk to the neighbor again, I called the police on a non-emergency number, explained the situation, and they showed up and towed my neighbor's car. Obviously, she was pissed as freak when she found out and showed up at my door the next day. She said I'm inconsiderate and should learn how to compromise, and that if I'd asked her to, she would have moved her car. I don't believe her. Considering you told her to her face that you didn't want her parking in your driveway, and then a few days later they go and park right in your driveway, I agree with OP that I don't think they would have actually moved the car, and it shouldn't be a burden on OP, somebody who already struggles enough getting around, to go on all the way over to the neighbor's house to ask them to move their car out of their driveway. Basically, I think OP's not the jerk. Our next story is from ThrowWoWoWo7. Am I the jerk for giving my son's ex a reality check? I don't really know the full details, but my son broke up with his girlfriend for college due to the distance. He didn't really show any emotions, but it was clear that he was a bit sad. I mean, I get it. They were together for two years and she was a sweet girl. I was also aware that they had planned on staying friends. Well, it's been a while since he left and it's been pretty hard. He's been having loads of fun though, so I'm glad. Anyways, yesterday his ex-girlfriend knocked at our door. I let her in and, well, she just started bawling. Obviously, I comforted her and asked her if everything was okay, and she told me that she thinks my son has found a new girl. I already knew because when my husband and I called him the day before, his dad made a joke about girls and the way he acted seemed like there was someone. I didn't know exactly what to say, so I just said I was sorry, but she kept crying and told me how she didn't think he'd move on that fast and how he doesn't really talk to her anymore. She then showed me a picture of my son with the girl he apparently likes. My husband was really uncomfortable and my other son also had some friends over, so the situation was really weird. And again, what do I say to that? I took her outside and told her that I'm sorry, but maybe she should talk to her own mother or friends about this? She got really wide-eyed and said, You don't think what he's doing is wrong? I just sighed and said, Listen, stuff happens, but life goes on. I got over it. You will and should as well. I thought I did pretty well considering the circumstances, but she began to cry even louder. She called me terrible and said she expected me to be more understanding since I have known her as my son's girlfriend for two years. If I can throw her away like this, then it's no wonder my son can as well. She called me a mean person before getting in her car and driving away. I really didn't expect the reaction, so I'm a bit surprised. I mean, I suppose I could have been more understanding, but I didn't want to give her false hope. My husband doesn't really care, he's just happy she left. But my sister thinks I'm stupid because the girl didn't come over to get a reality check, she just wanted some support. I didn't even mean for my words to come off as a reality check, but maybe I did come across as mean. Am I the jerk? So I think OP's not the jerk here, and honestly, she probably did need a little bit of a reality check. I mean, whether or not you dated for that long, if you broke it off, I mean, let's be real, the whole we'll just be friends thing is a nice idea, but it almost never works out. And somebody going long distance after breaking off a relationship and going to college? Chances are pretty high most likely that they're gonna find somebody else. OP was just being real about the whole situation, I'm sorry to the girl, I'm sorry she's heartbroken, but I don't think anybody was out of line here. Our next story is from Delicious I 7035 
Am I the jerk for expecting my boyfriend to replace my bras after he left them at the laundromat and they were all stolen? My boyfriend was at the laundromat doing our laundry and he left behind my bra washing bag. It contained all seven of my regular bras, but thankfully none of my sports bras which get washed normally. When I realized what happened, I made him go back to the laundromat and look for them. They were gone and the shop owner said there was probably no way to get them back. I wear a 32k bra, that's not exactly a bra size that you can just walk in a Target and find. I generally have to order my bras from places like Curvy Kate. More than that, I'd finally gotten to the point where I know what style bras actually fit me comfortably. And those seven were ones I'd specifically chosen because they fit me well and look good on me. When I asked him to please replace them since he's the one who lost them, he at first agreed. Until I sent him links to each of the bras, minus one no longer made, and the cost was nearly $400. He told me that he'd be happy to replace one or two of them, but that I was spending way too much on bras and that he couldn't justify the cost. I said that while it's not ideal, I could accept if he could buy me the two I need the most, and then over time, replace the others. He said no, that's not really any better. I told him that when I accidentally spilled car oil all over his college hoodie, I went right out and immediately replaced it, even though it was from the school bookshop so it was incredibly overpriced. He said that was completely different. He took this issue to his sister, who agrees with him that I overspend on bras and should try harder to find something that fits at the mall. Am I the jerk for this? Should I really accept this? I think OP's not the jerk here because everybody's like, oh, you're just overspending. But OP clarified, they're not a size that you're just going to find at the mall. You're not going to just stroll into whatever generic clothing store and find a size that fits and looks good on OP. The boyfriend was lackadaisical and lost extremely important and valuable things. For them to turn around and go, sorry I lost them, but they're too expensive so I don't think I should have to replace them. That makes them the jerk and OP's not the jerk. This next story is from Joey Schmoey's, Am I the jerk for towing all of my neighbor's guests? I like most of my neighbors, but not the ones next door. They have a four-car driveway and a two-car garage, but always have their guests park in my yard for some reason. We live in a semi-rural, semi-suburban neighborhood. There is no street parking. If you want to park on the street, you have to be about 75% in someone's yard. Last week, they had contractors over who drove through my yard to access their backyard and they left deep, muddy tire tracks that are still indented across my yard. Onto this weekend, they had a birthday party for their kid's birthday. They put a bounce house right up against my fence. They don't have one. Despite the fact that their backyard is half an acre, my dogs were not having it, so I brought them inside. My kitchen window looks into their backyard, and my dogs wouldn't stop barking because they were right next to our fence, even once I brought them inside. I gave up after a while and tuned them out. At least with them barking inside, most of my neighbors won't be able to hear them, minus the birthday party next door. The mother from next door came over to yell at me. Apparently a bunch of the kids wouldn't use the bounce house because of my dog. And one kid who's afraid of dogs who wouldn't stop crying. I said I brought my dog inside so they wouldn't be so loud, and that they should move the bounce house to a spot that's not in front of my kitchen window if they want my dog to stop. They had half an acre to choose from covered by fence and they chose to put it in the worst spot possible. She pretty much demanded I put my dog in a cage or lock her in a room where she can't see them. I told her to freak off and get her guests out of my yard. 
She called me a witch and said she'd call the police for my dog being a public nuisance if I don't control her and said that they'd move their cars when the party was over. I just closed the door and called a tow company and they'd towed three cars before anyone knew. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. They came back for the last two and they got moved before they could take them. I told my friends about what happened and they're split. In our area, it's pretty common courtesy not to park on private property without asking the owner. Some think I should have stormed into their backyard and told everyone to move or get towed, but I don't want to go onto their property. They're the only ones who seem to think it's okay. Whenever I throw parties or have family over, I always park people in my driveway or yard. Am I the jerk for having my neighbor's guests towed? I think OP's not the jerk here because it's no secret that the neighbors are the ones being really imposing. They had five cars on OP's property. I don't know about the public nuisance laws with the dog, but I also am kind of on OP's side here where if they had a huge backyard and they put the one thing in the one spot where the dog is going to go crazy, is it really the dog's fault? Is it OP's fault? These neighbors just suck. This next story is from throwaway 584-738-2044. Am I the jerk for telling my friend it's not my fault she's still single? My husband, 28-year-old male, and I, 27-year-old female, have been together for 5 years. We met online through a video game and then dated long distance for 3 years until I moved to live with him. I'm disabled and use a wheelchair while my husband's completely able-bodied. He's known this since the first time we spoke and it's never been a problem in our relationship. I currently don't work as I'm still finishing my masters and we're both aware that in the future I still might not be able to work full time or even at all due to my health issues. I do what I can when it comes to household chores but obviously I can't do all of it. We're very happy with this arrangement. Nancy, 25 year old female, is a neighbor. She was my first friend here and really helped me feel more at home in a foreign country. We sometimes talk about how amazing my husband is as a partner, and she knows the details of my medical diagnosis, but there had never been any red flags in regards to her talking about my disability. Since I've known her, she's been in a string of bad relationships, which I always comforted her through because I know dating nowadays can be emotionally taxing. Two days ago, my husband and I were late to an outing with Nancy and mutual friends and someone made a joke about us hooking up being the reason we're late, as it's uncharacteristic for us to not be on time. Everyone laughed, and then Nancy said that can't be true because how would we even hook up considering I'm disabled? There was an awkward silence before my husband said that the details of our sex life were none of her concern. She looked embarrassed, so we all moved on. Nancy got progressively more and more drunk throughout the night and ended up cornering me in the bathroom and badgering me about details on how I have sex. I was uncomfortable and told her so, 
and then she huffed and said it's ridiculous how someone like me ever managed to get with someone like my husband, who's handsome and treats me like a queen, while she, who is normal, can't find a man who wants to commit. She also suggested that I can't fulfill my husband's needs and that he must be feeling trapped and unsatisfied in our relationship. This made me angry, so I told her it's not my fault she's still single, and that maybe it's her horrible personality that pushes men away, and that no amount of being normal can fix that. My husband and I went home after that and haven't spoken to her since. She since shared the story with all of our mutual friends, and while my husband and the majority of friends are on my side, there are two women in our group who say it wasn't very feminist of me to attach a woman's value to keeping a man and that I knew it was a sore spot for Nancy. Am I the jerk for telling her what I did? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Considering the behavior Nancy displayed here, I think it's pretty easy to understand why there isn't anybody who wants to commit to somebody like that. Who wants to be in a relationship with somebody who's gonna corner you in the bathroom, drunk, and badger you about something that you're uncomfortable about? Really making me think about possible proposal sites when actions like that happen. Visions of our honeymoon floating through my head while she's drunk and arguing with me over some nonsensical thing. I think OP's not the jerk here. Our next story is from Still Not Sure. Am I the jerk for refusing to babysit my niece and leaving her with a stranger instead? I, female 24, am an aunt to my one-year-old niece Ava. My sister and brother-in-law live close to me, so I babysit for them sometimes. They don't pay me, but I'm happy to do it anyway. On Friday, it was their anniversary and they asked me three weeks in advance if I could babysit. I provisionally agreed because I had nothing else planned. However, my plans changed when some of my old college friends told me they were stopping by my town on Friday. I hadn't seen them in nearly three years and really wanted to see them. I gave my sister five days notice that I could no longer babysit on Friday and that she should make other arrangements. She didn't respond to the text, but she read it, so I assumed it was okay. On Friday, however, my sister stopped by my house with Ava. I was confused and asked why she was here. She told me she was leaving Ava with me as originally planned. I said again that I was busy. She replied that family is more important than my silly college friends and I should step up to my responsibility as an aunt. Before I could protest, she bolted back to the car where brother-in-law was and they drove off, leaving Ava with me. I tried to call her after she left, but she had her phone off and none of my calls went through. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't leave Ava alone, but I also didn't want to cancel my plans. There's no other family members who live near me. However, I do have a friend Jade who lives near. She's good with kids and does babysitting as a side hustle. I called her and explained the situation, even offering to pay her to look after Ava. But she was understanding and said she'd do it for free. I thanked her profusely and dropped Ava off. I texted my sister to say I'd left Ava with Jade and to collect her from her house. It's relevant to the story that neither sister nor Ava know Jade personally. My sister didn't respond immediately, but after two hours, she started spamming my phone. I turned my phone off as I was already out by that point anyway. They picked up Ava later that evening, and she was perfectly happy. However, my sister and brother-in-law are furious at me for dumping Ava with a stranger even though they know Jade is a trusted friend of mine, they accused me of endangering my own niece. Many other family members have sided with them, and I've been getting angry texts all weekend. I really don't know what to think. I felt I acted as best as I could given the circumstances. Am I the jerk? 
I think OP's not the jerk here, and I think considering the reaction from them, OP should turn around and say something like, Okay, well, the next time you just dump your kid on me like that, I'll just call the authorities and have them deal with it. OP did the best they could, and I don't think they're the jerk. This next story is from Got50977. Am I the jerk for taking my newborn son and going to my mom's house because my husband's mom didn't save me any food for dinner? I, female 32, gave birth to my son five weeks ago. My husband's mom has been camping in the living room ever since and inviting people over, making a mess in the house, etc. I said nothing because if I opened my mouth, my husband would start scolding me, saying his mom is there to help and I should be grateful. What I did was ignore her and focus on my son. I handle feeding, diaper change, cleaning, wiping. I only get a few hours sleep, so my husband's mom isn't really helping with the baby. But I thought to myself, well, at least she cooks for us. Last night, I was in the bedroom breastfeeding my son. I knew I was late for dinner, but I thought that my husband and his mom saved a plate for me. Once I got done with my son, I walked out the room and saw my husband and his mom sitting watching TV. I asked about dinner, and my husband said it was probably on the stove. As I was walking towards the kitchen, his mom loudly said that she didn't save me any food. I was absolutely shocked. I asked her why, and she simply said, Well, we didn't see you at the dinner table, so I thought you weren't hungry. I lost it, and yelled that I was feeding my son. Of course I was hungry. I was actually starving. She shrugged her shoulders and said it wasn't her fault I didn't show up for dinner, but she knew darn well that I was with my son and hadn't eaten a thing in hours. My husband asked me not to raise my voice at his mom, but I told him that he saw what happened and didn't think about me being hungry and needing food. He lashed out saying what the freak I wanted him to do, and I said, I don't know, maybe save some food for me? She defended him saying it was selfish of me to basically berate him for eating his dinner after working for long hours at the department. An argument ensued and I went inside the bedroom, packed a small bag for me and my son, called my brother to come take me to my mom's house, and my husband blew up at me as I was making my way out. We argued at the door and he told me that what I was doing was uncalled for and childish. I told him I couldn't take his mom anymore. He said I should be ashamed of myself for talking about her like that after she literally put her life on pause so she could help me out. My brother came and I got into the car and left. He picked some food for me on the way and I ate like a hungry bear. My husband never stopped calling though. In his last text he called me nuts and demanded I return today but I said that I miss my mom, that I like it here in her clean home with her healthy food and would like to stay for a while. He's lost it and got his family involved, accusing me of keeping his son away from him and punishing him over food. I'm just left reading this story and thinking to myself, how ungrateful of a husband and a father can this guy be? Either one of them has the chance to say, oh, I'm sorry, we should have left some food for you. Let's make something. That's all you gotta do to save the day. But they double and triple down and they team up together and the mom's clearly mooching, she's putting her life on pause to mooch off of OP. Honestly, this whole situation just upsets me the way they treat OP. OP's definitely not the jerk here. And our final story of the day is from Unknown Unwanted. Am I the jerk for turning off my alarm in the morning, resulting in my roommate missing her first class? So, this just happened about an hour ago, and I need some confirmation that I'm not in the wrong here. 
I'm on mobile, so apologies in advance for formatting. I'm 21-year-old female, my roommate 20-year-old female, and I are living in the same college dorm together. While we don't share a room, our rooms are adjacent to one another, and the walls are pretty thin, so we can hear each other pretty easily through them. My first class on Mondays is normally at 9 in the morning, but today I woke up a little bit before my alarm, around 7.45, and checked my email to see that it was cancelled because the professor is sick. Since my next class wouldn't be until 12 o'clock, I turned off my alarm and fell back asleep. Around 9.30, I woke up to the sound of my roommate rushing around and being pretty noisy. I knew she had a class at 9 o'clock too, so I was curious as to why she was still here. I got up out of bed and walked out into the hallway between our rooms and saw that she was frantically running around trying to get ready. As soon as she saw me, she got this scowl on her face and angrily asked me why my alarm didn't go off. I told her my first class got cancelled and that I wanted to sleep in a little. Then she tells me that, thanks to me, she's super late for her first class. Apparently, she relies on my alarm going off in the morning rather than setting one herself. I had no idea that was the case and still don't really understand why she doesn't have her own alarm set. I tried to apologize, but she was too preoccupied and seemed to be ignoring me. After a few minutes, she was out the door, and since then I've been sitting in bed, wondering if I'm really the jerk here, or if she's only got herself to blame. So I can imagine in a situation like this, it's a little annoying to have to deal with alarms through those paper-thin walls, and maybe it is easy enough to kind of hitch a ride on your roommate's alarm, but I don't think anybody's going to necessarily agree with you if you're late for class, and your excuse is, well, I usually get up to my roommate's alarm and my roommate's alarm didn't go off today. This isn't some shared agreement. Wouldn't you guys agree that in this situation, the only person to blame is themselves? Also, not gonna lie, if I was an OP situation, I'd be wanting to confront my roommate about this kind of behavior because God forbid, I don't wanna feel like I'm the one responsible for making sure we both get up. By the time you get in college, you're probably already adjusting to trying to just be a self-starter for yourself enough, let alone carrying your roommate through your paper-thin wall. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.